Let's continue reading Judges chapter 21. Now in this chapter, we have the account of Israel attaining wives for the men of Benjamin, so that the tribe of Benjamin would not be lost from the 12 tribes of Israel. Judges chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. Now the men of Israel had sworn an oath at Mizpah, saying, None of us shall give his daughter to Benjamin as a wife. Then the people came to the house of God, or Bethel, and remained there before God till evening. They lifted up their voices and wept bitterly and said, O Lord God of Israel, why has this come to pass in Israel, that today there should be one tribe missing in Israel? So it was on the next morning that the people rose early and built an altar there and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. The children of Israel said, Who is there among all the tribes of Israel who did not come up with the assembly to the Lord? For they had made a great oath concerning anyone who had not come up to the Lord at Mizpah, saying, He shall surely be put to death. And the children of Israel grieved for Benjamin their brother and said, One tribe is cut off from Israel today. What shall we do for wives for those who remain? Seeing we have sworn by the Lord that we will not give them our daughters as wives. And they said, What one is there from the tribes of Israel who did not come up to Mizpah to the Lord? And in fact, no one had come to the camp from Jabesh Gilead to the assembly. For when the people were counted, indeed, not one of the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead was there. So the congregation sent out there 12,000 of their most valiant men and commanded them, saying, Go and strike the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead with the edge of the sword, including the women and children. And this is the thing that you shall do. You shall utterly destroy every male and every woman who has known a man intimately. So they found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead 400 young virgins who had not known a man intimately. And they brought them to the camp at Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. Then the whole congregation sent word to the children of Benjamin who were at the rock of Rimmon and announced peace to them. So Benjamin came back at that time and they gave them the women whom they had saved alive of the women of Jabesh Gilead and yet they had not found enough for them. And the people grieved for Benjamin because the Lord had made a void in the tribes of Israel. Then the elders of the congregation said, what shall we do for the wise for those who remain since the women of Benjamin have been destroyed? And they said, there must be an inheritance for the survivors of Benjamin, that a tribe may not be destroyed from Israel. However, we cannot give them wives from our daughters, for the children of Israel have sworn an oath, saying, Cursed be the one who gives a wife to Benjamin. Then they said, In fact, there is a yearly feast of the Lord in Shiloh, which is north of Bethel, on the east side of the highway that goes up from Bethel to Shechem, and south of Labona. Therefore they instructed the children of Benjamin, saying, Go lie in wait in the vineyards, and watch. And just when the daughters of Shiloh come out to perform their dances, then come out from the vineyards, and every man catch a wife for himself from the daughters of Shiloh, then go to the land of Benjamin. Then it shall be, when their fathers or their brothers come to us to complain, that we will say to them, Be kind to them for our sakes, because we did not take a wife for any of them in the war. For it is not as though you have given the women to them at this time, making yourselves guilty of your oath. And the children of Benjamin did so. They took enough wives for their number from those who danced, whom they caught. Then they went and returned to their inheritance, and they rebuilt the cities and dwelt in them. So the children of Israel departed from there at that time, every man to his tribe and family. They went out from there, every man to his inheritance. In those days, there was no king in Israel, Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Let's begin our study of Judges chapter 21 with some background notes. 
twice in the last section of the book of Judges, we read the words, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. We read it in Judges chapter 17, verse 6, and here, Judges 21, verse 25, the last verse of the book of Judges. There was no central authority during the time of the judges. There was no king. Everyone just did their own thing. As a result, there was spiritual and moral anarchy. This at least helps to explain the almost unbelievable events that we've just read about here in Judges chapter 21. In Judges chapter 21, the leaders of Israel decide to restore the tribe of Benjamin, which was almost wiped out in the Civil War. The 600 men of Benjamin had no wives because of their overwhelming defeat. So what does Israel decide to do in order to get wives for these men? They decided to massacre the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead because this town had not sent any troops to help in the battles against Gibeah of Benjamin. Let's look at verses 10 through 12 once again. So the congregation sent out there 12,000 of their most valiant men and commanded them, saying, Go and strike the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead with the edge of the sword, including the women and children. And this is the thing that you shall do. You shall utterly destroy every male and every woman who has known a man intimately. So they found among the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead 400 young virgins who had not known a man intimately. And they brought them to the camp at Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. What carnage. Unbelievable. If you're wondering how they differentiated between the married women and the virgins, remember that most ancient cultures use some kind of visible sign or symbol to make that distinction. You know, even today, many of the Bedouin in the Middle East use a white flag outside their tent to indicate that there's a single unmarried woman in that family. The 400 virgins obtained at Jabesh Gilead were given to the 600 men of Benjamin, but they still needed 200 more women. So how did Israel solve this problem? Well, they decided to let the 200 men without wives go up to the annual feast held at Shiloh and let every man catch a wife for himself while the young maidens came out to dance at the feast. This may have been the Feast of Tabernacles, because the tabernacle was at Shiloh at this time, and the Feast of Tabernacles was a time of celebration. On the other hand, it may have been a local feast. We can't be sure. Well, more we can say for background, but let's move now to our doctrinal or teaching points. Doctrinal point number one, just because it's a vow before God doesn't make it right. Just because it's a vow before God doesn't make it right. In verses 1 and 5, we see that the men of Israel made two foolish vows. Verse 1, Now the men of Israel had sworn an oath at Mizpah, saying, None of us shall give his daughter to Benjamin as a wife. And verse 5, The children of Israel said, Who is there among all the tribes of Israel who did not come up with the assembly to the Lord? For they had made a great oath concerning anyone who had not come up to the Lord at Mizpah, saying, He shall surely be put to death. Now, these were really foolish vows made in the emotion of the moment. There was no law of God saying that there was to be no intermarriage between the tribes of Israel. And Jabesh Gilead could certainly have been disciplined for their failure to go to war without having Israel kill off everyone. Again, a foolish vow. 
These rash vows were wrong, even though they were made before the Lord. Now notice the legal loopholes that Israel went through to get around their own foolish vows. We made a vow not to give our daughters as wives, but Jabesh Gilead didn't make the vow because they didn't go to war with us. So let's kill off everybody, but we'll keep the virgins alive. And off they go with their legal loophole. And then at the Feast of Shiloh, they legally got around their vow by letting the men of Benjamin steal their daughters. That way they wouldn't be giving away their daughters as wives. How ridiculous. They shouldn't have made these foolish vows in the first place. Just because it's a vow before God doesn't make it right. Let me ask you, did you ever make a foolish vow or oath before the Lord? It's easy to do. I will never give a single dime to any ministry that doesn't use the King James Version or doesn't believe in the imminent rapture of the church. On and on we could go. We will never have drums in the sanctuary of this church. <laughs> wonder why I would use that one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, I know of a church where it was agreed that there would be no piano in the sanctuary because those who put up the money for that church wanted the singing to be without instruments. So now how do they get around that agreement when they want to have instrumental music? They play the piano from a side wing. Yeah, that's okay, as long as it's not in the main sanctuary. <laughs> it would have been far better not to submit to that agreement in the first place. Now they're stuck with that agreement. Because they made it, you know, before the Lord. It was, a, it was a solid oath that they took, more or less. Many other examples of foolish vows and agreements could be given. But I think you see the lesson, right? Just because it's a vow before God doesn't make it right. Doctrinal point number two, just because it works doesn't make it right. Just because it works doesn't make it right. Israel's plan to get the 600 wives for the 600 men of Benjamin, it worked. The plan worked. They got the 600 virgins, and the tribe was preserved. But just because the plan worked doesn't mean it was right. And just because God picked up the pieces and Benjamin became a very significant tribe, in Israel, that didn't make it right. Remember, King Saul, Queen Esther, and the Apostle Paul all came from the tribe of Benjamin. But even this did not justify the actions of Israel in Judges chapter 21. The ends did not justify the means. We never read of the Lord approving any of Israel's actions in Judges chapter 21. They rightly came before the Lord and offered sacrifices, but they wrongly did not wait for the Lord's direction. They moved on with their own plan, apart from God's guidance. Although the plan worked, that didn't make it right. And the same is true today. Just because it works doesn't make it right. Illustration. I know of a couple of Christian families where the teenagers are kept perfectly in line because the father rules with an iron fist. But just because his method works doesn't make it right. These kids are also zombies. They haven't even learned to think for themselves. Another illustration. I know of at least one Christian ministry that wanted to change its administration leadership. The plans worked, but they went about it the wrong way. People were needlessly hurt. The name of the Lord suffered. It didn't have to be. They needed 
to wait on the Lord. I'm sure most of you could give many other examples of this doctrinal point. Just because it works doesn't make it right. Practical application. Let's not blame God for our problems. Let's not blame God for our problems. This is what Israel did after Benjamin was almost wiped out. Look at verses 2 and 3 once again. Then the people came to the house of God, or Bethel, and remained there before God till evening. They lifted up their voices and wept bitterly and said, O Lord God of Israel, why has this come to pass in Israel that today there should be one tribe missing in Israel? Notice how they're blaming God? I mean, they could have answered their own question. The reason Benjamin was almost wiped out was that they went way beyond God's direction in disciplining Benjamin. And now they try to blame God. Sound familiar? You ever blame God for your problems? Problems of your own making? How often we get ourselves into all kinds of problems because we go way beyond God's direction. Then we have the audacity to blame God. Many of our problems are problems of our own making. Think it through. Are you here this morning and you're still blaming God for some problem? Let's not blame God for our problems. You know, the good news here is that if we wait on God, he will help us with our problems, even problems of our own making. Look to him. He can pick up the pieces and help us in those problems. But let's not blame God for our problems. 